are offline. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. The Pat and AJ Podcast. Well, because they got great banter. They jib-jab. Jib-jab, jib-jab, jib-jab. Pat and AJ. Well, I feel like the conversation we've been having in the last five minutes is a lot more interesting than the shit they're talking about on the radio. Just moronic commentary and stupid sound effects, and it's just dumb. It doesn't make any sense. It's the Pat and AJ Podcast. It's the Pat and AJ Podcast. Realize we added another, um, another bill to our house. Jerry, not a good time to add bills to your house. Because now, you know, besides of everything else and feeding ourselves and feeding, we've talked about the cats and their cat food and the dog and the dog food. Of course, we got a snake, a python eats rodents. We have a 15-year-old who eats a lot. <laughs> that too, you That's know, it. the human. Well, we added one more to that. And now we're feeding the, um, the outdoor birds as well. I'm sorry. Can you correct yourself, please? I'm fine. You're feeding the birds. I'm the one who's feeding the outside uh, I have no problem with feeding wildlife. You know me. I like to think I'm Snow White. I Mm -hmm. like to think that I put my hand out with food and they all come to me because they know I'm a kindred spirit. However, they have figured, the birds have figured out that this is where the food is. And I'm pretty sure they told their friends. And Pat just like, he just refills this thing. Like it's like brimming. And then it's gone in like a day. You got you got to slow down a little. You got to you got to let them. You got to want to have them want a little bit. <laughs> but have a bird feeder in the back of the yard, and now AJ thought it'd be cute to put a bird bath in the front yard, except for the fact that we live in Arizona, and she didn't factor in what it would be like to refill a bird bath four times a day. No, it it was gone in what two days. It was evaporated, evaporated in two days. No, no problem. So we just started putting bird seed in the bird bath because I have it outside the front window and I think it'd be fun for the cats to sit there and watch the birds. That's what they love to do. So we got bird feeders now in the back of the house, bird feeders in front of the house. We have a, uh, what is it? The hummingbird feeder in the back yes, of the house. We do. And I just realized today is like I'm done filling them all up. I've added another bill you have. to our budget. I'm feeding the outdoor animals. Do you, know, do you know I actually forgot? Got my bird feed. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I put a uh, a bowl with water out underneath that bush in our front yard last year because we realized that all the little geckos, the little Arizona lizards. That's right, of course. And you wanted to give them water. They all lived underneath that bush. So I just put a little, you know, cat bowl full of water under there. And then we didn't know how to cut this thing. Like this bush, I'm just like, I've never seen it. I don't know what to do with it. So we had a landscaper come over and cut it the way it's supposed to be cut. And he found the bowl and like put it on the table outside. And I said, oh shit, I forgot about that. But the, the lizards aren't going to live under there anymore because it's trimmed. So I uh, went through our still last bag of bird seed. Let's go buy some more. Is it a special kind of bird seed? Yeah, like- it's a wild bird seed. Okay. I bought the one that's good for Arizona birds or whatever birds we have down here. Okay. And then I have to buy more uh, syrup, is it? I guess. Oh, yeah, for the hummingbird feeder. For the hummingbird feeder because I just refilled it and I used the last of my... Uh, the nectar. It's nectar. Right? I realize that you can't live in Arizona and not care for the wildlife. Like, yeah, this, yeah, you have to give somewhat of a shit. Yeah, right? people here like are very much like we're in their homes, so we need to respect them. Even when a, I mean, there's a. I think it made the national news. It was a, a mountain lion killed a deer, 
and brought it behind somebody's house, like ours, like a house that was near other houses. And it like ate this thing in their backyard and left it back there to come back for it every night. And the guy who owns the house was super chilled about it. He goes, you know, I would have left it there for him, but man, the smell, you know, the smell just got real bad. So, but like everybody here is very cool about the wildlife, even the the not so cool wildlife, like scorpions and shit. So much like, um, the first time we added pets to our house, which is funny, it was honestly, and I'd say that the bird withstanding, the birds come with me. And the bird really is minimal cost, right? The buy-in's a lot, but after that, not that much. I remember when we got our dog, it was 2008, and um, I took a 75% pay cut. <laughs> hey, listen, they were paying us really well, according to that. Jumping them. from Seattle to La Crosse, <laughs> Wisconsin. You're making $23,000 oh, a year. Boy. We pay really well here. <laughs> But I remember during this time, and I was pretty vocal that I was very upset. <laughs> and one of my friends um, pondered me this question when I decided to bring home this little puppy named Pepper. And we she still have. And she goes, "Weren't you just saying that like you're really broke these days? Do you think now is the proper time to bring in an animal?" She was absolutely right. Oh fuck, you're kind of right. Do you remember? I didn't we- want to hear you, but. You are kind of right. We had to save for I think two months to get her spayed. Yeah. I remember that because yeah. I called the vet and asked how much it was. And I'm like, we got to start saving. And it was like $290. It wasn't like catastrophic, but it was enough when you're making $23,000 a year that you got to like plan for that. And what sucks now is that I know those bills have like tripled to get a, an animal like spayed or neutered. I've I'm seen, sure. I mean, we've talked about that before, how vet bills are just insane now. I mean, they really do price you out of taking care of your pet. So I guess, I don't know, maybe I wait till times of financial instability, right? That's when I like to add extra cost to our lives. Because well, then are... then you really know what it's like to have to, uh, you know, scramble and make we things work. We had so little back then. Like, we were still in, like, busted Ikea furniture, like, land. Yeah. And I think when you're making no money but you're working so damn hard like we were, you just don't care anymore. You're like, I don't give a shit. I'm going to treat myself because this sucks. I'm going to treat myself and get my Dog spayed. What? <laughs> what? 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 Hey, welcome everyone. It's the 135th episode of the Pat and AJ podcast. That's a lot of episodes. Thanks for being here. Whether you're uh, one of the people that got all the way back to Lacrosse, Wisconsin, with us, or you're someone who That's just where we got pepper. Someone just stumbled upon us because uh, you're scrolling through, uh, you know, podcasts. Hello, how are you? Doing well? Hey, I had a new experience this weekend. I got to go to a uh, Comic-Con. And not, have you never been to one before? Never been to one. Really? I never didn't know been that. To one. Um, you know, Comic-Cons have, have kind of really come into mainstream culture. I mean, I can think 20-plus years ago. and Oh, dude, Comic-Cons were like... Like nerd central. It was nerd alert. Yeah, right? like only hardcore people yeah. went to them. And even... I mean, I knew nerds who didn't want to be seen at a Comic-Con back then. They were, because they were like, it's just too much. I don't want to get bullied. So they didn't go. But now, like, I, I'd say probably around, like, 2008 it's is when they... unbelievably mainstream. Sa- San Diego Comic-Con was the first one to, that's like, the explode. One, that's the one. Which we need to go to But someday. which, again, <laughs> that's the thing. Comic-Con now out there. Like, if you're thinking this is just fucking Batman no. and anime... It's like half the TV shows you're into have panels there. And like, that's the weird part to me now that a lot is getting kind of umbrellaed in. And I guess more the merrier, right? But um, at the core of the business, I feel like is comics, anime, Anime. uh, video games, uh, 
Uh, well, that's how I started. I, that's when I started realizing that Comic Cons were trying to branch out because we had just gotten into the show Dexter on Showtime. This was, again, like 14 years ago. And I remember seeing online that the whole cast was going to be at San Diego Comic Con. Because it's based off a graphic novel. Yes. And, and like, I, that's how they yeah. get themselves into the Comic Con world. And that's, I'm like, holy shit, like, we can go see them talk about the show. That's amazing. I want to go to Comic Con. Yeah. So Which, that, you're right. It is the more the merrier. They're just bringing more of us yeah. in to be dorks together. And I'm fine with that. But I mean, it's a little bit of everything. Yeah, I'd never so gone. So, what was to- it like yesterday? Because I'll tell you what mine was like in well, Detroit. You, you tell took, me what yours now, was hold like. Hold on, but you, I feel like you took our son because uh, our son, I, I, I fits the mold right of someone who would enjoy comic cons. He's big into gaming and um, all types of. He likes to cosplay. He loves yeah. to wear costumes. Yeah, right. So, I feel like you went to a more mainstreamed. Yeah current version that's meant to appeal to the most amount of people possible and i feel like i went to one that was homegrown yeah and is much more probably true to what the original feeling is yeah no and that's why i wanted to ask because we went to motor city comic-con i I forgot like 2018 or something like that in detroit and it was mainly because um our son's favorite video game voiceover actors were going to be there. It was the uh, it Red, was Red Dead, Dead Redemption. Re- yeah, the Red Dead Redemption 2 game was just on fire, and everyone and their mother was playing this game, and our son was big into it. And again, We used it as a, an incentive. We're like, okay, absolutely. you know, get good grades, whatever, and we'll pay for a photo op with the guys from Red Dead. And he did. He pulled it through, man. <laughs> all you got to do is dangle a carrot in front of and a little kid. Right, like, voice actors were great, and yeah. they were very, Oh, they know, were super cool. It was incredibly expensive, yeah. like way more expensive than I ever thought. But, but yeah, that's what it was like. It was all it was mostly booths with actors from shows and see, video I was going to say I and, feel like yours was much more celebrity driven because absolutely yeah you guys had and, and I gave George Takei a high five and and Takei I feel like fits in because it's Star, Star Trek, Trek yeah. right but the one you did I don't know why and how the fuck this fits into comic book land. All the Sons of Anarchy cast was there. Yeah, but then... And it was like after the show had been off the air, so it felt a little cash-grabby, but it was like how... And and so all of a sudden, all these hot moms are like, I'm going to Comic-Con because I'm buying an autograph... With Charlie Hunnam. With Charlie Hunnam. And I'm like, that's cool, but I feel like that's more of like a fan fest. That's more for just like all things celebrity and pop culture. Like, I was kind of proud of our son that, like, he wanted to go see somebody who was kind of off-brand, like voice actors, you know? I'm, yeah. I, I kept trying to tell him, I'm like, listen, you know, they they don't look like their characters in the game. He goes, I know. And they may not even talk like, like, that's, exactly. a, that's a character. I'm like, it could yeah. be an, an accent they come up with, a voice. They, they may sound totally different, but, like... They were the coolest guys. They were so jazzed. He was wearing a shirt that had the Red Dead Cowboys on it, and it said, I paused my game to be here, and they thought that was the funniest thing in the world, and they were awesome. But, like, a lot of my female friends in Michigan were there for the SOA. Now, I think the thing with SOA is because it, it was on FX. And I think they they get away with like so, I know oh it's a, it's a stretch. But a stretch. I'm talking about a stretch. I mean yoga Pilates esque. Yeah. And, and again, I don't care. But it's just if I think I'm really into this world, right? Dungeons and Dragons and gaming and all this shit. This is my world. And now I show up and there's a gaggle of soccer moms because Charlie Hunnam and Opie are going to be there. Is that like I don't know how I, I would feel if if I were those. 
those guys. So I'll tell you how I felt because I was just kind of like I was a third wheel. I was just there because he wanted to be there. But I was also yeah. like excited because I'm like, I've never been to one of these before. There are a ton of celebrities. I mean, there. that's the thing now, like like the one you went to, as I said, a more mainstreamed up version. Yeah. It was very there were people from the office and yeah. every this all year those... they had um, like Carrie Elwes was there. I mean, because I'm still on their Facebook page. Yeah. But I'll tell you how it felt for me how'd is that um, like the perimeter was all booths full of celebrities. Yes. And everything, like you said, from, you know, SOA to 80s movies. Um, I did get excited because there were some 80s horror icons there, and I'm a horror movie which, fan. Which I think fit as well. Absolutely. I think, I think horror, because that's kind of a one of those specific genres, right? What's that the gets, guy who played Freddy? What's his name? Uh, Robert England. Robert England yeah. was there. And, like, I, I kind of freaked out a little bit because that was exciting well, to me because I love Freddy, horror yeah. movies. But then I saw the price of his picture and yeah. the line because you could see the lines for each one. Yeah. So around the perimeter were all the celebrities, and in the middle was all the vendors. Yeah. And like you said, you and I were talking about this yesterday it's a lot of like collectors selling their shit for like 10 times what they paid for it but you still want to buy it because it's like shit from your childhood but i felt like very like i didn't feel out of place i felt like there's something for everybody here Mm -hmm. and nobody judges anybody else like nobody cares if you're in line for soa and he's in line for red dead redemption nobody gives a shit everybody's just excited yeah i so what was yours like because i can't picture this not like Motor City. So the one that I went to is called Phoenix Fan Fusion. And apparently it's grown. It's 20 years old. It used to be called like a Cactus Comic Con or something like that. Well, I like that. They I know. It's a that. cool name. <laughs> but so apparently this thing has been, it's like I said, a very homegrown, started off in a Holiday Inn, you know, banquet hall. Yeah. And now it's at not only just the Phoenix Convention Center. Which, which is huge. Which is huge. It's like McCormick Place, Chicago. But this was the entire place. Yeah. So, yes, we had the Hall of Exhibitors along with the Hall of Heroes. That's what it was called. It was just oh. kind of like you explained, the heroes being the celebs. Kind of had, like, I'd say the back quarter. Okay. Right? And then... Were they signing autographs and stuff? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Now, but, did you have to pay for it? Oh, fuck yeah. Okay. Um, it's, it's like every other one, yeah. right? Like, you had... Even now, they've streamlined it where you can pre-purchase. Like, you go on the website and you buy your picture, like, advance, and then you get your QR code and you just get in line. Um, very less heavy on the celebrities. The only person of any... Like, I, I'd go, oh, I, I know them off the bat was Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris was there? Which, again, I'm kind of like, how the fuck does Chuck Norris fit into a Comic-Con? I don't know. And he wasn't there the day I was there. He was okay. there, like, the day before. Okay. And the guy who voices um, Joe for Family Guy. Legit. And he's voiced a bunch of other uh, stuff. Patrick Warburton. There right? you yeah. go. Yes. So, but outside of that, it was very, what I mean, like, the voice of this anime person. Yeah. And they had lines. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. That's what I'm saying is, like, even the most obscure yes. actor or whatever will have a line because somebody's excited to see him. I mean, that's the coolest part, I think, about Comic-Cons. So... Yes, there was the, the, the quote unquote, you know, celebrity, or I will just say, you know, the signing picture yeah. portion, which was not that big. Okay. Because um, that's what Motor City Comic Con was. That's their main That sell, was their right? bread and butter yeah. was saying, hey, come pay for pictures. and Like all yeah. the, yeah, you guys had, I mean, the, the Detroit one, like I said, was very celebrity I driven. paid $275 for a picture. That's fucking Print, crazy. Printed out an autograph for the two guys from Red Dead. Can you imagine how much Charlie Hunnam would have been? Like, holy shit. 
It's funny, though. You haven't seen Schitt's Creek, which also has become a Comic-Con phenomenon. Again, how does that... I mean, I'm not... I feel like it's like cult favorites. I'm not hating, but at a certain point, like, what the fuck is it? Is it just an everything con? Because everything's invited, which I guess is okay, but at a certain point, don't you lose the magic? The the soup's been too diluted. (laughs) You put too much stuff in the soup, and now it doesn't taste like the old soup. There's a great episode of Schitt's Creek, which you haven't seen yet, um, where Moira Rose, who is played by uh, Catherine O'Hara... She's like a washed up 80s soap opera star. Yeah. And she talks to one of her former, you know, co-actors, whatever. And they're like, you got to get on the Comic-Con scene. They're like, it's easy money. Oh, they're, they're doing the circuit. And so, yeah. yeah so they're like, you got to get in the circuit. You yeah. know, these people will just hand you 50 bucks and you sign yeah. something. And like, she goes and does oh, one. Yeah. I mean, but that's, but, and that's why it's even funnier now that Shit's Creek is becoming yeah. a Comic-Con phenom. And I mean, I get it. If you're someone like, who do I see there? And he had nobody in line. And he definitely sets up his own booth. But it's a job. Yeah. And it's how he makes money now. It was a dude who had acted in Back to the Future, and he was one of Biff's goons. And he's like the goon that says, What's up, dork? Or something like that. And like he literally has the line quoted like on the banner. So you know who he is. And and he has Oh now he know what he knows what it's like to be a radio DJ. Yeah, right. And he has, you know, the picture of him from, you know, like in the car with Biff and all them. And like, so, so, cause he looks obviously nothing like that. Yeah, now, right? totally now, different. Now you're an old fat guy. But, you know, so I, I kind of looked like, well, much like what you just described on Shit's Creek, that he figured out this is a way for me to earn income now. Yeah, right? and it's probably, it's for a guy like him. He's not making Charlie he's, Hunnam money. Yeah, he's not getting residuals. But it's, but it's enough. It's just enough to is make it, it through. It's probably a great side hustle. For someone like yeah. him, let's say he has a nine to five IT, and then on certain weekends, he fucking goes, yeah. sets up his booth, and sells pictures and takes autographs or uh, takes selfies. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Hold on. Our son's in here now. Which, 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 by the way, people wanted you back on the podcast. <laughs> Yeah, no one wanted. Hey, um, did you have a good time yesterday? Yeah. Tell, I mean, what was your favorite part? Like, so you've done now Phoenix Fan Fusion and Detroit Motor City Motor City Comic Con. Correct. Which one did you like better? I think they're both good. Okay. How was this one different? Well, uh, for a starter. So in the Motor City one, it was um, about like I'd say forty five minutes from our house, and uh, and now the Phoenix one, and uh, it was about like two hours. Okay. From here. Yes, very literal answer. How about the actual events themselves? Um, you know, did one have more stuff than the other one? Was one bigger than the other one? As far as I know. Oh, uh, I don't. I don't think there was a gaming thing in the uh, Motor City one. Okay, see, now I was going to talk about that, AJ. We didn't get a chance, but you know, these are some of the, some of the differences that I'll talk about. By the way, tell everyone what you uh, dressed up as. I dressed up as Scorpion from Mortal Kombat. Yeah, oh, there you go. Did you like it? Yeah. Are we going again next year? Sure. Yeah. And this time, uh, and uh, next year when there is one, and I'm gonna make. I'm gonna make sure that mom, um, that mom here, man, makes uh, me a good one. Oh. <laughs> you have to understand. They just thank you very much. Are you, do thank you want to contribute anything else? Okay, no, bye. Okay, um, <laughs> Pat, the, on like Wednesday last week, was like, "Do you work Sunday?" And I said, "Yeah." And he goes, "Okay." And I'm like, "Why? What do you want to do?" And he goes, "Oh, there's like a Comic Con in Phoenix, and I thought it'd be fun to take Dylan." And I'm like, "Well, you guys can go." I took him to the Motor City one, and he goes, "Yeah, that'll be fun. You know, he can dress up." And our son came like running in from the other room and had like 
a random costume idea from a character on Mortal Kombat. He right. had made this costume himself for his character on Mortal Kombat. He goes, that's what I want to dress as. See? And I said, holy shit, we don't have time to make that costume. Come on, Mom, make that happen. <laughs> next year. We plan next ahead year. next year. You just you, you can't got two, hit. You got 12 months now. You can't hit me up three days before. So here's, next year we'll do a cool costume, okay? So, you know, kind of what Dylan um, touched on, but the big difference, and again, not that I was at yours, but from what you described, um, this one level of Phoenix Fan Fusion was, like I said, maybe 25%, a good you know, corner of it with the celebrities yeah. doing that. The other 75 of that level was all exhibits, okay. all people selling shit, and there was a lot of shit. Yeah, you said you sound like toys from your childhood. And Very, shit. I got to tell you what, I saw the reason why the things I saw that I knew stuck out so well, because I didn't know a lot. Yeah. These were not mainstream items. Okay. These were ve- like my son knew a lot of this shit sure. from various video games and apps and YouTube series. And, but I was, it's, it's not like it was a bunch of Batman and Star Wars stuff, which I thought it was going to be. And that's I thought what it was I, like at Motor yes. City. Motor City was very mainstream. It was like yeah. there was like a Batman vendor and a Superman no. vendor and a Green Lantern. No, I mean, no. everybody had their own character. Yeah. It was. And those things are in there. Don't get me wrong. But a majority of the stuff was much, much just different, more I niche. I love that yours was way more underground because like you said it seems to have um stuck with the original idea of comic-con it does um outside of and i think this is kind of where it it differs from what you guys were doing right like thing in san diego you you talked about panels and all that shit yeah so and they didn't do any of those at motor city comic-con there were no panels it was all motor city was awesome but it was very much a money grab. Okay. It was very much like you paid $300 for a picture. You might have enough money to like eat and buy something and, and then you leave. Yeah. No, this, um, there were other levels of this massive convention center with individual ballrooms that all were doing individual things. There were panels on everything from specific, you know, shows, um, fan panels, I saw inclusiveness panels like cosplay and in, and inclusiveness, how to be okay with, you know, whatever. Well, that's what our, our son said. He said he saw some furries there. Yeah, there's some furries and there. And he goes, it's cool. I accept it. <laughs> yeah, there's drag queens there. Oh, I love it. Um, but there were a lot of, and there were also, there were huge areas. There were gaming areas where there were free games set up. So there were like arcade games, of course, sponsored off by someone. Tons and tons and tons of TVs with game setups from all different systems. Oh my god! So that's every so cool, everything from the N sixty four all the way up, uh, and you could go and play. Of course, they had tournaments and stuff throughout the yeah. weekend. Uh, we stu- oh, cool. We stumbled into a room that where a um, a performer. Her name is Nini Music. N I N I Nini Music. <gasps> is that the video you sent me? Yeah, she is a, a Taiwanese born. Uh, you know, gamer chick, but plays traditional Chinese instruments along to gamer music. And uh, like she was there brought in from Taiwan. And I mean, so what I mean, like it seems to be, it was more like if you really want to get into it, like this is the yeah. place where to a point where I think our son was kind of outclassed. Oh, sure. Like yeah. he couldn't, I don't think like we walked by the one panel and he's been talking lately to me about like Castlevania. I yeah. don't know why. 
Dad, tell me about Castlevania. He's Cas- always been into Castlevania. Yeah, Castlevania. You played as a kid. He talks about it. And we're walking by, and there's literally a panel from some of the people on the new Castlevania Netflix movie and how to move this genre forward. I'm like, do you want to go in there and watch that? And he's like, no. You know, it's funny you say that about like the video games and stuff. And this is this might sound totally off the wall, but I, it was funny because I noticed it. Um, at my last Irish dance competition, you have live musicians. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when there's no dancers up there, sometimes they'll just play, yeah. you know, for shit and giggles um the guy who was playing the accordion for our uh competition after every single one would play like a little riff from super mario he'd be like dude dude uh, dude yeah. dude and everybody like got really excited about it. it and that's how i i'm like yeah. man that is such a universal thing so like i, I that's that's awesome yeah that's it just, was it's cool it was cool uh it was, i want to go next it was year. big it was massive um yeah it was yeah, really it's, it's, it's pretty underground it definitely is not i don't as much as it's like obviously how underground can you be when you're at the phoenix convention well, center yeah. but you can tell that the roots like this was not thought up um, four years ago by a media company who owns um, a group of properties in Shreveport, Louisiana. And now they said, we're going to put together us a comic book con to make some money. And then they just throw together like what they believe a comic book con is at a local hotel. This is something that very much came from the scene. Yeah, It's like, you know what it's like? It, it feels like for everyone who gets it, um, like the dance community, right? Yeah. You know festivals and shows that are popping up that are just trying to capitalize. It's a money grab, yeah. Yeah, on the scene. Like Vegas did that. All of a sudden, Vegas, their their shitty nightclubs had the top DJs in the world. Yeah. And you knew it was just because they realized this is hot. People and will pay for it. People will pay to come see these guys. Um, and then you know there's other events you've gone to that where you're like, this is the shit. Like, everyone here is in it, and they're in it because they love it. Yeah. They're not here to make a buck. Yeah, we got to make a buck, but that's not the motivation, and it's more about the scene and yeah. to cultivate that scene. So that's how I felt about, like, the, the Phoenix Fan Fusion. That's cool. I that, want to go next yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, very true to the scene. Um, Obviously been around for a long time. Not going to lie to you, by the time... I left because, of course, whenever we go to Phoenix, AJ sends me on a pizza run, right? Yeah. She sends us our favorite because Chicago. Because our favorite Chicago chain yeah. is in Phoenix. Yeah, Lou Malnati's. And she always sent me to go get pizzas. And I was going, we went to the, the Comic-Con. We got done. And uh, I we swung by the pizza shop to pick up some pizzas. And I walk in, and I still had on the lanyard. Like, that was your, your admission yeah. was a lanyard. And I still had on the lanyard. And literally, like, four of the employees there were all like, Oh, are you coming from it, or were you going to? Oh, I couldn't. Oh, we had to work this this Aww. year. We couldn't go. And but it, I just saw to me because they were probably you know twenty young twenty something year olds. How much as they they are locally into the scene that event means to them? Yeah. Like it's been around for a long time. That's so it was, super it was cool. cool. We'll go next year. I'll go with you guys. And I will say, man, our son definitely, I mean, biggest kick for him is just being asked for pictures. And um, Oh, did people ask him for pictures? Yeah, he got asked for a few. I mean, I think the more um, elaborate and probably homespun your um, outfit is, probably the more pictures you'll get asked for. Absolutely. I've also kind of figured out, too, that I think it's a little bit of a hustle now. And, of course, I there's probably someone who's a big uh, you know fan right now, right now listening going, yes, of course. I feel like it's a little bit of a hustle now for the vendors to take a picture of you 
when you're walking by so they can then get you to shop at their store. I saw like a lot of the vendors as you're walking by, they'd be like, oh, Scorpion, hold on, come here, man. Let me get you a picture. And then now you're right in front of their booth yeah. and they're like, so we got uh, this whole rack is all $5 off today. This up here, all these comic books are going to be two for one. And, you know, so I felt like that was kind of like a little bit of a hustle. Too, well, so. yeah, it's all, I mean, it all, it, yeah. it's all a hustle. But, but he had a fun time. He had a fun time. He took a few uh, pictures, you know. I wanted to take a few. There were a few good costumes. But I don't want to be creepy guy, man. It's not creepy at all. At Especially a with the with the weird park. It's like all the uh, you know young females uh, dress. Uh, you know they uh, dress up like these anime characters, and sometimes it can be seen as uh, sexy. a tad bit sexy. And I don't want to be the creepy old guy. Like, hey, let me tell you, that's a really great photo. I like, don't. A photo I, I think if there's ever a time, there's a that great that... Jessica Rabbit. Like, I want to be like, oh my god, you're a great Jessica Rabbit. Well, that's hilarious. Yeah, because that that character is sex. That's all that character is. <laughs> That's but she's married just... to a doofus rabbit, which is gives all of us guys, you know, really the support that we need. That you two could have a Jessica Rabbit. Just be a good guy. Don't be an asshole. I understand that, like, you, like, guys nowadays feel very, very guarded as to what they say and do around women. Yeah. Understandably. absolutely. fucking literally I'm on high, wo- yeah. high alert, man. As a woman, I'm kind of glad because, you know, yep. guys just used to shoot off at the mouth yep. whenever they felt like it. Um, but I feel like at a comic con, if a chick is dressed as Jessica Rabbit yeah, or Wonder Woman in a sexy outfit, she's not going to think it's weird if you ask her for a I picture. Did lo- That's why she, they're there dressed up. It's for attention. The one why I almost loved it even more is because she was a sexy Jessica Rabbit. And then her friend, who's a female, was dressed as like a over the top Roger Rabbit, which I thought was even funnier, you know, but it was good times. That's fun. I'm all about it. I'll go with you guys. Again. I have no idea what half the shit was. <laughs> but it was entertaining. But it was a good time. <laughs> the Pat and AJ Podcast Network is available on all your favorite audio platforms. Subscribe today. Follow Pat and AJ on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook now at Pat and AJ. PatandAJ.com. Support the Pat and AJ Podcast Network today by donating on Venmo or Cash App. Powered by the people. The Pat and AJ Podcast.